Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. Episode 82 for the 3rd of July, 2008. Hey James, how you doing? I'm very well, thanks Ian. Enjoying a beautiful sunny day today in England. Is it sunny? Uh, where I am, it's it's absolutely <laughs> glorious. I can't even see the reflection on my screen. So, uh, <laughs> You're inside somewhere. I am indeed inside, which is... Uh, Nice when you've got hay fever, but not nice when it's nice outside. Uh, Hay fever at the moment in the UK is just crazy. I've been trying 50 million different types of medication to try and stave it off. Mm, Well, you've got to find something. It'll work one day, but uh, not right now. I'm in control. So we're here not to talk about hay fever treatment, but what do we talk about? Well, this is On The Couch where we're going to cover... All the exciting stuff that's been happening this week in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology news. Indeed. Covering business news, technology, content delivery, mobile gaming. And, and uh, maybe other stuff. stuff, but we'll see. Indeed. Um, so, uh, I guess we kick off straight away with a bit of business news. Um, mm-hmm. Sad to see that Helio, a company that came out with a really cool kind of um mobile phone service and device in uh, North America has mm-hmm. uh, after chewing up a, a miraculous 710 million US dollars of capital has been sold off for isn't that amazing I think it's um, 49 million uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is oh my goodness 710 yeah. million dollars and we talked about this on the, the show um, well several months ago now um, and I noticed they, they had shops where you could even, after owning your device for a few months, you could come in for a free vacuum cleaning. Because you know wow. all phones these days get loads of pocket fluff inside them. <laughs> so basically, I guess they'd come in and suck all the, uh, the crap out of your phone. Um, and so it was a real kind of lifestyle service. And unusually in the US, it was running as an MVNO as well. So Yeah, which, uh, I mean, a lot of MVNOs fail. Yeah. Um, Disney had one that failed. Uh, ESPN had one that failed. Yep. Uh, in Helio's case, when they're spending $710 million, that means they're spending uh, a mere $4,000 uh, on acquisition costs for each for each customer they yeah. picked when up. They had so. like 170000 which I guess isn't bad, but clearly not enough business with that burn rate. I mean, no. I guess it shows that to produce a mobile phone, mm-hmm. um, which is innovative in its industrial design... Yep. Presu- I don't know if it was using which OS. I mean, we'll talk about Symbian in a second, but um, you know, maybe this is doesn't bode well for the Androids of this world. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, Skype, the Skype phone that three mm. have had running, has apparently been actually quite successful. Right. Uh, which People is using it as modems for their computers, perhaps. Well, yeah, that's certainly what I do as well as <laughs> checking out what's happening on Skype. And and again, it's the same sort of idea with the integration between. Uh, a different sort of service and mm-hmm. uh, your normal mobile phone, which is what Helio was trying to do right. with MySpace and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a case of picking the right service to integrate. Uh, I don't know. Was it was it the cost? Was it the the market? I mean, they were going after the youth market. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, in any case, Virgin Mobile has got themselves a bargain. Indeedy. Well, 
or a legacy or something. I mean, I guess uh, we'll see. But mm. I mean, certainly it seems um, you know, a different service. Hopefully, they'll they'll continue to live on. Maybe Virgin will get them to develop another product. But obviously, all the R and D, yeah. the sunk cost is gone. Um, I yeah. guess the investors aren't feeling particularly good about that. So, and also, I mean, I guess on that side, I mean, smartphones. Everyone seems to be getting the hots for uh, the iPhone. But maybe more of that later. Um, Virgin. Um, this, yeah. I'm not sure whether we put this in business news, but it's kind of content news as well, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's happening, I think, all over Europe where ISPs are being asked to send letters out to um, their subscribers who they believe have been file sharing. Yeah. And with a warning that if you, um, if you sort of continue to file share, they will um, consider litigation uh, or suspension mm. of your connection. Um, quite how they determine whether you've been or what you've been sharing I don't know I mean because you could be legitimately using BitTorrent services for receipt of Linux well they seem to know a lot of detail like uh, one customer has said they got accused of downloading an Amy Winehouse song uh, which they were actually convinced that neither they nor their flatmates were responsible for doing and maybe someone was just Mm. using their wireless network well that's kind of true I mean I, I don't secure my wireless network that's, uh, right, you know, so you don't know where I live, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, it could be that, and I guess that's one of the arguments about securing your wireless network is to yeah. stop people leeching off your account um, and getting you accused of downloading yeah. Amy Winehouse songs. Or I mean, it could be worth it. Could be you know child pornography or something, and then yeah, you, they would track that down to your IP address, and yeah. um, probably in that. You know, so I, I guess it is it's an issue, but it's worrying. And I know that the ISPs are kind of up in arms, but they're they're told they can't do anything about it and mm. um it's all part of the big brother attitude i suppose yeah and mm. i mean i guess it's slightly different in virgin's case in that they have uh they have a music arm as well so they have a vested interest i guess in well they don't i guess they have virgin records but i think it's you know, quite a distant partner of their is conglomerate right? i suppose okay. um if there is still a virgin record label i guess there probably is but uh um, but though B so BT in the UK, British Telecom and Virgin are, are supporting, right. and I think it's coming the, from the British phonographic industry. So it's from you know the music right. guys, uh, but apparently Carphone Warehouse, which does the the Talk Talk service here, they're refusing to cooperate. So, mm-hmm. um, but some survey apparently you said that sixty three percent of internet users were downloading unlicensed music. Wow, which is like probably true. I mean, if you quite uh, a proportion though. Yeah, I can like understand what, why they're concerned if it's if there's that many. Yeah, what would you pay to download music? And most people will say nothing, right? I guess. Um, anyhow, um, we mentioned Symbian and Nokia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a deal with Symbian, which is kind of I guess the the most prevalent uh, smartphone, smartphone OS. OS, other than the Microsoft mobile. Yeah, and uh, obviously a bit of iPhone action, but. Pretty much, it must be the number one. Um, yeah, definitely. And currently, it's what's about five dollars a unit goes to to Symbian. So if you look at a wow. like a smartphone bomb, I mean the new iPhone is an example. I reckon it's like ninety nine dollars or something. So five percent of that is is just the software for the OS. Right. So I guess there's got to be a, a fairly sizable chunk of um, either GSM or three G. Mm. royalty in there who knows what that is yep. um, but it's got to be of a similar order I would say maybe maybe more yeah. so uh, um, but then that's the bomb that's the hardware bomb so I guess mm. you know, see where it goes but um, basically there's an article you see in the show notes about uh, 
seven things that that mean that possibly uh, Nokia is going to win and again the uh, Android platform might not work well I mean what what they're going to do with Symbian as I understand it is actually uh, open source it mm, or, which is a fairly bold move to actually buy a company for their software that you pay for at the moment and then give it away to everybody for free but is it going to be but, like uh, it's going to be free as in Java or free as in you know if you, maybe they'll give it away but the validation tools and the test suites you have to pay for Still, it's a significant... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does it means that kind of Android's a non-starter. I guess it's Limo, the other, the Linux yeah. mobile foundation is uh, having a few problems there. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, that, that means that um, if you've already got an established base of uh, use of that operating system, uh, developers are familiar with it, why would you move to something else if that one becomes free anyway? It says foundation members won't be able to stop royalty payments to Symbian and Nokia until the first quarter of 2009. Right. Those payments cover the use of Symbian's OS and Nokia's S60 user interface. Uh, so it's not, um, mm. you know, it's it's not all free. And it's not GPL, it's the EPL or Eclipse public license, which is allegedly more okay. business friendly. Um, right. Which uh, can provide proper protection for core source code, allowing developers to do derivative work while giving licensees strong ability for differentiation. So it's a... Right. I haven't heard of the the EPL, but then I'm not a lawyer and neither are you. So uh, <laughs> maybe someone can provide some comment on the major differences between EPL and GPL. But uh, yeah, it looks very much like a defensive move by Nokia yes. against incumbents, uh, I guess, other than Apple, I suppose. Because if you're not Apple, um, you're yeah. either going to be going gunning for Android um, which is uh, yeah, or Microsoft. Indeed. So if basically, if, it's, if you yes. don't have to pay a bean, you're going to be yeah. Probably going for Symbian. Uh, uh, you obviously can't make an Apple phone, there. so uh, there nope. we go. Mm, mm. Okay, that'll be interesting. So that was at least one thing. Maybe not seven things we didn't know, but one thing. Um, <laughs> what's this? All your YouTube belong to us. Where's all? What's that about? Well, we've uh, one of the exciting things that Google's done recently is to purchase YouTube uh, at a cost of was it around a million dollars? Something like that wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's up there. And uh, the the problem was always going to be that a lot of that, a significant portion of that cost, as I understand it, was provision for the fact that YouTube uh, expected to be sued by yeah. just about everybody. And Viacom put their hands up and said, yep, mm-hmm. we'll have a crack at that. Uh, and as part of that, a judge has ruled that Google needs to hand over uh, all, the P- all the IP addresses and usernames of everyone that's watched no this particular set of Viacom <laughs> videos ever. That's going to be a long list. So, it's uh, apparently they're handing it over on uh, four terabyte hard drives, right. as in four times one, or uh, four, yeah, four lots of one terabyte okay. hard. And disks. they'll get lost in the post, presumably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's like any of the other user yeah. data kicking around at the moment. That, that's. I mean, yes, the lawyers uh, are going to win on that, aren't they? Can you imagine safe. the lawyers going, "Okay, now we have four terabytes of data to correlate because it's just IP yep. addresses." Yeah, IP addresses and usernames and presumably the, the files that they actually But will actually they know the usernames? They won't know stuff, that. They'll just have yeah, the IP addresses and the dates and then someone will have to go and work out who had that IP address on that day. Oh, yeah. in terms of the actual people. Yeah, because you don't actually have to log we in. We need to start up an internet site thing, which automatically, on a one cent per inquiry, gives you who had what IP address at what time. Then cha-ching, oh, Google would give us their money. <laughs> I mean, all right i'll be in on that one we own your ip.com yeah. we can see that yeah 
yeah exactly nobody copy that by the way because Ian and I are going to make our millions from that one yep, we're in there um, very good um, technology news um, now I've mm-hmm. never used Vista I should point out I mean I've seen it on other people's machines and thought hmm this doesn't look like XP mm-hmm. and uh, when my parents bought a laptop uh, probably about a year ago now they, they had a choice of Vista oh, Vista okay. or Vista so they took what Vista uh, so that's th- which Vista was it? Because yeah, there's about 100 million versions, aren't there? No, I'm not really sure. Vista's this, home free install yeah, with this laptop kind of Vista. Yeah. And uh, it looks kind of pretty, but really it would have been much better to stick with XP because then I had to discover how to do everything and then teach my parents how to yeah. you know, do everything that they right. were doing before. Nevertheless, uh, in yeah, this case... Um, like many larger corporations, Intel, obviously famed for its Wintel alliance with Windows, has said mm-hmm. they're not kind of ready to go Vista yet. Um, which is kind of ironic yeah, really isn't it yeah um, and I've heard about you know Windows 7 is the next one isn't it coming along maybe and they mm-hmm. say well you know Windows ME was something that didn't really work and most corporations tend to you know f- skip a generation um, yes. but I think you can't buy XP um, mm, you can uh, for OEM licenses as in if you're buying a new computer yeah. you can get OEM licenses but you can't actually Rock up to a shop and get a... Users are screwed, basically. Package. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're saying there's no... Com- uh, the IT staff hasn't found a compelling reason for adopting Which Vista. probably means they'd have to retrain all the staff or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is, it is, a, it is a factor. When you change mm. the user interface, uh, and it's, it's different in any way, you do need to retrain staff so that they can do the same functions yeah, as before. Yeah, that's true. And that's a significant cost. And if you can't show any benefit by actually changing... Mm. Uh, the user interface and many uh, enterprise applications then, probably aren't optimized or maybe even won't run exactly or need yeah, testing yeah. and so on it's, mm. uh, it's a long mm. process so I, I personally really like XP because it just does its stuff and Vista is 10% slower on any given yeah, CPU yeah. I mean I was listening to yeah, another so. um, audio sort of interview about the, obviously the Bill Gates thing we talked about last week you know farewell Bill and, mm-hmm. and how the general rule of software is don't you know, if it if it runs, ship it. That's what kind of what they're saying. Um, uh-huh. And as far as you, know, you don't really have to worry about performance because the next generation of chips will double in performance. So that's kind right. of an approach. If it, if it works, get it out there. Um, and performance, mm. you know, that will that will come. Um, mm. well, I think that didn't. I mean, I haven't heard anything saying that that Vista. Uh, is particularly bad. There's a lot for of rhetoric. I don't think, you know, on, on paper, it's probably you know fine, but uh, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure it. Uh, I'm sure it runs every all the applications mm. fine. Everything seems to be a bit slower, but uh, you know, kind of looks prettier than it did before. It keeps popping up messages saying you can't do that. <laughs> are you sure you want to do <laughs> that? Yeah, right. No, no, are you really sure? <laughs> um, so that's all yes. going on there. Um, We've also got, in the UK, um, we talked again several months ago about this kangaroo service, which was all the, mm. well, most of the terrestrial services getting together, terrestrial transmission services, ITV, Channel 4, and BBC Worldwide, to do an internet-based yep. offering of uh, pretty much all their libraries and make it available over, mm-hmm. the, over the open internet. Yeah, so to provide a kind of uh, alternate iTunes, really, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't clear what, whether it would be um, you know, advertising funded or in what kind of way it would be funded. But uh, essentially, mm-hmm. the regulator in the UK, rather surprisingly, said, no, you can't do this. Or hasn't given oh, them an right. automatic license. Um, right. So, 
Why is that, do you reckon? I don't know. Um, I guess they're saying it would be kind of a monopoly, maybe. Um, right. Mm, that's interesting. So they're obviously, it, I mean, uh, basically, there's going to be a delay, a hiatus of about um, five months, I think it is. Um, oh, okay. So nothing's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's not going to be happening, just to make sure it's, you know, it's in the public's interest. That's the thing. Um, right. So, um, and, the, and the Competition Commission... Mm. It says here, uh, came as non-UK companies like Google and Apple are able are free to build market-dominating positions online um, in the UK without so much as a regulatory murmur was their response, which is kind of true, but, you know... <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, but clearly they don't have to sell their content to them. I guess it's more making margins on the delivery of content, so... Mm. Sure. Well, my iTunes have set up in the UK now. You can download BBC content, you can download Channel mm. 4 content... Uh, can you download Channel 5? Channel, yeah, well, it's, it comes down to the original program producers, isn't it, whether they're licensing it for production. So. Yeah. But certainly from at least those yeah. those areas. Uh, and, you know, I didn't hear anything about uh, off the Office of Fair Trading going after iTunes. Well, so. exactly. They, ca- they can't, I suppose, because it's not domiciled here. Um, I'd imagine. Oh, I mean, I the, it depends where you've domiciled, mm-hmm. your, where you serve stuff from. Um, right. An expensive Britain wouldn't be the place to do it. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> That's right. Okay. In the mobile area, what's going on there? Lots of iPhone shenanigans, really, isn't it? Well, we're, we're up to when's, uh, when's iDay? Is July, at, uh, so. 11th of July. So by the, ooh, almost by this time, by Friday. Yeah. So, Friday so we week, probably so will right? bang out mm. another podcast before then. So we'll be in iPhone hysteria yep. mode by then. <laughs> um and uh, I mean, the news we've got here is just uh, we're just getting some updated. updated yeah, the various operators around the world yeah. are letting everyone know what their their pricing is. Really, aren't they? That's the um, and and mm-hmm. Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, with the three network there seems to have come out with one of the um, the world's least expensive plans. Um, which although mm-hmm. there's a two year lock in, I think rather than an eighteen month lock in, you can get the phone pretty cheaply. It's like Hong Kong is one of the cheapest places to buy a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah, I don't know. Really? I guess it's just a very mm-hmm. competitive market. Um, and people are used to uh, getting good services but again it's quite unusual to having the, the data plan I think the cheapest service doesn't include unlimited data so um, right it's still pretty reasonable I mean Hong Kong's a great market because for just about anything you've got a large population con- concentrated in a very uh, small not, I mean having lived area. there it's not that large a market so I think certainly for right. the services and software very competitive when it comes down to hardware yeah. the market in reality is quite small mm-hmm. So you're not getting, right. I remember things like you know, buying memory and stuff for laptops and things. It was actually mm. less expensive to buy it in the US and have it shipped over because oh, really? the volume in the US is just so much higher. Um, oh, right, I see. Although you will see kind of niche products and weirdo products which are kind of made in China. Um, <laughs> but they tend to be, you yeah. know, like the USB water skier or something like that, you know, that <laughs> kind of right. no one in their right okay. mind would buy anyway. Uh, you've got the full display team mm. though, haven't you in? I don't know. The full display the team one? of the water skiing USB people. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, gaming news. Um, mm-hmm. The P- yeah, this is quite interesting. Yeah. I have upgraded. Have you, have I have upgraded, upgraded my PS3, PS3, and it did not Ooh, wipe yeah. my disc. Um, but neither did I see any tangible difference. Um, now, what's XMB? Can you explain it's the that cross-media bar, which is the sort of up-down, mm-hmm. left-right navigation that you see. You know, your PSP, which you sold on Did eBay. On eBay. Uh, <laughs> that had an X. The navigation paradigm in there is XMB. Right, I see. Because I, I really don't actually like 2D navigation systems like that. But anyway. Well, so yeah, it's it not. Doesn't, didn't it have that before? 
it did, but you couldn't bring it up in game. Basically, oh, if you're running right. a PS3 game, it's pretty much um, Just go over the whole thing. Right? The whole the thing, and you can machine. you can dump out back to the main menu. So if you wanted to switch games, or I think now you can right. like play music over the top of games. Okay. Um, added new other features. This trophy system is, I think, the newest one, which has been on the Xbox mm-hmm. 360 for some time, where mm-hmm. you you get kind of kudos for completing games, and you can then have some kind of ranking in the the social media of the online game world. Okay. But their particular game world, let's say. Right. Um, but that's not supported by all games that are out there. And importantly, mm. you know, if you've invested a lot of your life in completing various games, yep. it doesn't sort of harvest any trophies you would have got had you played them before the upgrade off your disc. Yeah. So you'd have to do it all over again, hmm. which is a bit weird. Um, so how are you going with uh, Metal Gear Solid I've done it. For? I have, I have really? wasted those hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you watched all the cutscenes. I did, I did, uh, but then subsequently, I think I found out I could have skipped them. But oh. now I'm obviously a, a guru on Metal Gear Solid. Um, right, but it so did drag on a bit towards the end. It's like a, right. it's like a movie in reverse, where sometimes you watch movies. I don't know if you're in the US or something. Uh-huh. It's only when I was in Hong Kong. Towards the end of movies, yeah. you'd get more and more ad breaks. Oh right. So it was a bit like that, but there'd be more and more cutscenes. Yeah, um, oh, we couldn't can, couldn't be bothered to make you have any more gameplay. Let's have another. It's like no, I just want to kill the big boss and get <laughs> out of here and watch the. You know, there's always a bit of after the credits. There's always mm. a bit of extra stuff. Okay. But, God, the credits went on for ages, longer than a movie. Oh, I mean, really? there were hordes and hordes of people involved. <laughs> so, really? when in the, how long was the actual game? Like, how long did you take to play? Do you reckon the whole thing? It tells you at the end. I think. Oh, um, really? It keeps track of it. That's it tells probably, you. How, it was probably. You probably don't want to know. No, it was probably around twelve hours of gameplay, something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Something like that. No, I mean, not not a bad. vast amount. No. Um, I think. But I, I can't remember off uh, off the top of my head. But then there's an online thing. But then I had to download a peer-to-peer. Probably I'll have my ISP onto me for downloading the peer-to-peer update right. or something. Um, <laughs> but I didn't even bother going online. I thought. But mind you, online presumably there's no cutscenes, so that would work. Right? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, I've been playing Super Mario Galaxy again. Uh huh. And it it just keeps going and going. Is it's that like not? Is that the online longest game or is in the world? That, or is it? No, no. Just you just play uh, on your own. Right. And uh, like there's a bit of a lull there with some of the some of the uh, actual little uh, galaxies you go and visit were I don't know the the it wasn't very polished as the first bunch were. Uh-huh. And I was kind of making a, a note of this to a friend of mine who we were discussing about games, and uh, but once I completed that one and gone on to the next one, there's some really fantastic worlds and 3D puzzles you have to solve mm-hmm. to get through it. It's really a great game. So, so for those of us unfamiliar with the game, why, mm-hmm. I mean, you just go around collecting things, right? But is there a puzzle element? Or Yeah. I mean, in this particular one, well, in all Super Mario games, as I understand it, um, this uh, big turtle thing runs off with your princess and you have to go and find her. Right. Uh, and that seems to be the reason for doing just about anything but in this particular case uh you're actually saving a a land full of star creatures as well of course now it's all making sense to me <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how do you way, do that that's my the point. way you do that is you get you get shunted off to a galaxy right and uh on in each little you know like planet in each of the galaxies mm. is a little a little puzzle level if you like and and the idea is to try and find the uh uh, a star at the end of each level. That's what you're Okay, and it's for. just a matter of progressing through the, the environment. Yeah, and you have to... Push you, buttons. You collect or... things along the way and push things and jump over things and, and do things at the right time and work out how to get around things. And, uh, I mean, I've played Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo DS, mm-hmm. 
and that's a 2D scroller. This is a 3D world. Right. Um, but uh, it's it's very similar. You know, it's a it's a platform game, but in 3D. Is it on rails or more or less? Because there's a limit to how far you can go. Or? No, it's it's. Um, I mean, definitely, certainly. Uh, I mean, if you fall off something, you'll fall into the void and die. But right. uh, it's all it's all freeform. Other than that, I mean, there's just some really lovely touches on a particular uh, world I got to recently. You mm. grab one of the uh, little flowers in the middle of the like a little dandelion almost in the middle of the, the kind of little round planet thing yeah. and give it a shake and you jump up in the air and you float along and you uh, shake your Wiimote to give it a bit of an extra spin and you float up high. It's like it's just... We're back to hay fever done. drugs here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah that's, maybe, that's maybe this why I've got so much hay fever. It's the dandelion, so come back. There we go. Well, I just had a quick go on Lego Star Wars because I happened to come across a copy of it, but it was just weird. I couldn't work oh, out really? what was going on, but lightsabers on Lego things... Not on, not on the Wii. We're still holding out for lightsabers on the Wii. But, yeah. Uh, When's that coming out? Like this first. Uh, the fourth quarter of this year, I think, would be uh, the, the best way. Now they're getting when they get broader in terms of their predictions about when it's actually yeah. going to come out. Then you, you, uh, then you know it's uh, not coming out for a while. Maybe sometime. Mm-hmm. Indeedy. Well, I think that about wraps up the news. We don't have any wacko news this time, do we? But, no, um, it's been all fairly straight-laced this straight week. Straight news. Uh, so if you have any news, do drop us a line. Feedback mm-hmm. at onthecouchpodcast.com. Yep, we'd love to hear anything you've got going. Indeed. It'd be great. And I guess in the meantime, that's all from me, James. All right, have a great week. Cheers from Ian. Bye. Bye. Bye.